Playfield and Associates is based in Sydney on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to Gadigal elders and to traditional custodians of country throughout Australia. From Claire Field and Associates, I'm Claire, and I'm pleased that you could join me for this episode of What Now, What Next? Insights into Australia's tertiary education sector, episode 107. And this week, I was very pleased to be joined by Janine Tax, Executive Director Education at Experience Gold Coast. And if you're wondering how Experience Gold Coast relates to Study Gold Coast, settle in. Janine will explain, but much more than that, she'll also explain how much of a difference she and her team are making to both domestic and international students through the study hub supports they provide to all tertiary students studying on the Gold Coast and the great work they're doing through their Kickstart graduate program designed explicitly for both higher education and VET graduates and again international and domestic students to help them find jobs after graduation on the Gold Coast and not be enticed away to the big smoke of Brisbane or one of the other capital cities. It's really impressive the difference that they're making for students, employers and the broader Gold Coast community and I just love the way they're helping all students, domestic and international. It's taken me a while to publish this episode. I was very lucky. Some amazing work opportunities had me very uh, well and truly diverted uh, last week. So we recorded it before the latest student visa application data was published. But as you'll hear from Janine, Experience Gold Coast has been actively engaging with government on behalf of their member organisations and the broader Gold Coast employers and community for greater transparency in the new student visa arrangements. As she warns, the impact of the recent changes have been almost as significant as COVID. If you're wanting to understand the latest student visa statistics, Dirk Mulder at the Koala News has an excellent piece of analysis, which I've linked to in the notes for this episode, along with another good recent article, which I mentioned in my chat with Janine. And finally, of course, I've also linked to the Experience Gold Coast website, so you can find out more about the great work that they're doing. And now, here's Janine. Well, it is, as always, a very great pleasure to welcome my guest this week, Janine Tax. And I was going to introduce her as the acting CEO of Study Gold Coast, but there's been some changes happening within Queensland and the Gold Coast. And Janine, your proper title is Executive Director Education at Experience Gold Coast. So welcome. Claire, thanks for having me on the show. It's a delight to be chatting with you. Yes, so Experience Gold Coast is the latest big news for our city in terms of the way we're promoting our destination to the visitor economy. So backtrack to September last year, we joined this new entity along with our friends in the events sector, arts and culture, tourism. We've all come together under this 
banner of experience Gold Coast because we're all funded by the local council. We all had our marketing streams, our finance teams, our HR resources, and, you know, there's significant overlap in the work that we're doing. So the council, alongside with our mayor, had this great vision to let's bring it all together and unlock the potential of, you know, the collaborative minds all focusing on one goal and uh, we have a new CEO, John Warren, who's leading the team and he's very boldly come out and said that the vision for this new entity is to establish the Gold Coast as the lifestyle destination of Australia. Love it. What a great story. And you're right, great to find those efficiencies and have more money to be spending on attracting people, whether they're coming for longer periods or shorter periods, to the Gold Coast. And every time I go back there, there's always something new happening, something going on. So can't wait to see how that develops. Now, you will know as as a podcast listener, and thank you for that, that I often hit people up at the start of the episode with who are you and what do you do? So um, not just your current role and what that involves, but how did you get there and and then what do you do, Janine? Hey, long story short, here we go. <laughs> Don't go so, too short. We like people. We like stories. <laughs> so I am born and bred Gold Coaster. So there's not many of us around these days, it feels, because we're such a young city with so many uh, incoming interstate and international people. I'm one of those rare people who grew up on the Gold Coast. I went to high school here and I went to university here. I went to Bond University. And very early on in my career, I decided I I needed to spread my wings and I moved to Japan. And I had an exchange student when I was at high school and was just you know, enthralled by this magical person that had come from so far away. And so I told myself, as soon as I have the means, I'm going to head overseas myself. So I headed to Japan and I lived there for a few years, which was a wonderful experience. And then I came back here and I worked at KPMG for five years in the management consulting area, a range of areas like tourism, a bit of arts and education as well wrapped up in there. And then I was seeking another overseas experience, so then moved to London and was working in London and a little bit in Amsterdam as well. And I worked for HSBC and ABNMO over there uh, in property, sort of projects, property division, and had the chance to travel to various parts of North America and Asia as well, running projects for those businesses. And then it was time to come home and start a family. So we did that and then I found myself back at KPMG here on the Gold Coast for another five years and, you know, again in management consulting and leading that offering here and then Study Gold Coast was actually my client. So I was doing a project for Study Gold Coast and so my eyes were opened to the wonderful work that the team were doing at Study Gold Coast and, you know, when I stepped back and thought about it, you know, an opportunity arose within within the business and I thought, well, here I am a Gold Coaster and I love this city And what better product to sell than education, so aligned with my own personal values. And I saw the chance to jump across and I and I did. And so my role at Study Gold Coast was head of partnerships and trade. And then I've more recently moved into leading the team 
and now the executive director role leading education for the experienced Gold Coast entity. So that's been the journey. And I find myself in my dream job working with a team of really dedicated people. I find that this sector is very values led. And so people turn up to work today with the full knowledge that they're making a difference in the work that they do. And, you know, you really feel that in the office environment that we're in. How lovely. And it is such a such an important sector. It really is about people's futures and people's lives. And how wonderful that you've got such varied experience having lived and worked, you know, around the world and that obvious passion for the Gold Coast and wanting to share that uh, with other people. What a great combination and fit. And when we caught up just before Christmas, we were discussing some of the excellent work that Study Gold Coast had been doing particularly focused on helping international students who were based on the Gold Coast to help them find graduate employment opportunities so that they didn't feel once they'd finished their course that they needed to head off outside of of the Gold Coast. Can you tell listeners about the initiative, why it came about and how it's working? It's great. So I guess to share as well, we're co-located with the Student Hub here on the Gold Coast in Southport. So what's great about that is we have daily connection with many students from all over the world. So domestic Australian students, as well as international, we have more than a hundred students coming into the hub every day to access support, et cetera. So we're very connected to the student experience and to the needs of the students. So yes, as a destination marketing organization, we, we do attract students but it's not all that we do. That's actually just one quarter of what we do. The second piece is student experience and support. The third piece is employability. And the fourth piece is retaining talent on the Gold Coast. So you're right, employability is very key to what we focus on every day. So we want to make sure that students can access part-time jobs while they're here. So they can access support through the Student Hub, and we're well connected with employers here. We run a range of events to help with that connecting process. And then we also, and what you're alluding to, we also run the Kickstart Graduate Program, which I believe, my understanding is the first of its kind in Australia. So, you know, the feedback we were getting from employers in this city was, you know, we are the small to medium business capital of Australia. There's so many entrepreneurs here and small businesses, but they're doing so well. It is very hard for them to compete with the big businesses in the capital cities. You know, those businesses that offer their sophisticated grad programs that tend to try and entice all of our top talent, all that brain drain from our city, both international and domestic students. And so we asked them, how can we help? And they said, well, wouldn't it be great to have a citywide graduate program so that our new graduates, we're able to attract them to our business and nurture them in that first year of employment to fast track their personal and professional development. So we've partnered with a a couple of very clever ladies connected with Griffith University. Samantha Kilmartin, her name is, she is a PhD candidate in, in the area of career education. And so she leads this program along with a colleague and It's run for six months and it runs through a range of different topics aimed at giving 
the graduates those soft skills they need to be successful in their first year of work so that they feel connected to their employer, they feel the success to make them loyal to their organisations and they feel connected to the broader community. So the kinds of organisations we have participating, you know, large organisations but also small businesses, we have uh, trades, boat builders, engineers, we have people that work at hotels, lawyers, bankers. We have the full range of people all coming together. So uh, we did trial a professional stream and we did trial a trade stream, but the feedback we got is actually like learning together. Yes. Yeah, so we it's really important we found to get the managers on board because it's we take them out of their workplace a half a day every three weeks throughout the program. So, you know, the managers need to agree to invest that time in their staff because, you know, they're taking them out of the business. So it really is a partnership between the business, their reporting line manager and the new graduate to invest and commit to the program. And, you know, each year we get people, you know, those businesses reapplying and reserving their spots for their grads. So it's been a lovely success and it's also mayoral endorsed so when we uh, went to sort of say well what will the what will the participants finish up with at the end of the program is it a micro-credential is it linked to one of our universities is it linked to a chamber of commerce and after some surveying and some feedback what we landed on and what they said they would really value is a mayoral a city of gold coast mayoral endorsed kickstart graduate program certificate so that's what we give all of the participants at the end of the program fantastic and what I've loved in listening to you because we only had that brief conversation when you were talking to me last year is how responsive this has been to the feedback of the employers and to what the students are looking for and where they're needing help and also what strikes me as quite different from some of the other very positive initiatives elsewhere in international education is you talked about, oh, the student hub for our domestic and our international students. They both use it. This is our program for our domestic and our international students. And, you know, this is what it should be all about, right? Young people learning together, being supported together and benefiting from those shared experiences. I'm just, you know, I'd love it. Hats off to you. That's fantastic. That's right. And I, I, I often say I think that's part of the recipe of our success as a study cluster because all of our programs and all of the work we do is for domestic and international students because we want international students to be learning and working and celebrating alongside our Australian students and and to leave their experience here having made some really beautiful Australian friendships. Yes. Lovely. Really deep connections. That's fantastic. And we are talking at a time when the sector is going through a period of change. I think when we were talking about what kind of questions I would be asking you, I'm like, oh, we've just had the migration review and the strategy. It's in its very early days. Well, it's still in its very early days, but it's garnering quite a bit of of media attention. And obviously, the government's focus is to improve integrity in the international education sector to help make sure that international students who are looking to stay on in Australia and, and do, you know, 
post-study work, have got really skills that the, the Australian economy needs and we've got in shortage and hopefully to make it easier for the Gold Coast and elsewhere to have those students nurture them and for those who want to, to stay on as, as permanent residents. It's not all going quite as smoothly as I think the sector might have have hoped. I wonder if you could share any insights. You're talking to, to students regularly. You've got them coming in and out. Employers, what are, what are their thoughts in terms of, and again, noting that this is early, early days for some of these changes that are coming through. What's, what's your sense of the feedback, Janine? We're not hearing so much from students about the, uh, the impact on them as yet, because as a study cluster, you know, we promote the destination and then we support the students who arrive and are enrolled, but we're not really exposed to that process of visa application, for example, and rejection. So we're not hearing so much from students, but certainly the sector. So we have about 85 members mm-hmm. and about half of those are CRICOS registered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they range from universities. So you know, for a city of our size, we're doing well with our university representation. We have three, you know, world-class universities here. We've got TAFE Queensland. We have a good amount of private RTOs in the Ellicott sector. And we're hearing from all parts of those sectors that this is impacting them. So Mm -hmm. what we're finding is, you know, the government's good intentions to, you know, execute improvements to, you know, drive, you know, increases in integrity and quality, you know, uh, those good providers and the genuine students are being caught in the crossfire and there's a lack of transparency. So we've been advocating on behalf of our members, Mm -hmm. you know, signalling that this is very significant for us, you know, almost as significant as COVID itself. And, And we need some transparency because, you know, as I mentioned before, we're a small to medium business market and We've got some private vet colleges here that, you know, know, they're of exceptional quality. They're second going into third generation family businesses Mm -hmm. have been around for many, many years. And in those businesses, the administrative burden is so severe and, you know, they run quite lean. So the compliance people and the admissions people are the same people that look after student experience and student support. Mm. and academic programming. So, you know, we're all about guaranteeing the quality of the student experience. And at the moment, we're seeing the pressure on these small businesses trying to cope with the challenges and maintaining their reputation and maintaining their relationships with their agents and preserving their their rating, you know, their, yes, their the risk, risk level. Yes. yes. And it's just, it's not going to be sustainable. So, you know, we're advocating on behalf of the members and we're hoping that, you know, the federal government is working behind the scenes to resolve the issues. Yeah, brilliant. I saw a piece in the Koala News, Dirk Mulder's online news paper and I should say you know he's kind enough to occasionally print things from me so disclosure there but I saw he had a a piece where someone had shared something off the record but about the International Education Council meeting and that certainly the Minister for Home Affairs had taken on board some of that feedback and had undertaken to to go back and you know 
talk to her department about what was going on. So your feedback and others clearly, not to mention, you know, Aerie and others. So I think it's it's definitely something that hopefully we can see some responses to. And then I think there's the longer term piece of what the genuine student test looks like and and how that's progressed. And I think let's hope that there is a real consultation around criteria and what that means for students and the, and the kinds of providers and members that the diversity that you represent because uh, what you've built on the Gold Coast sounds amazing and uh, and can't wait to see more of what what you're able to do once the sector gets through this space that it finds itself in at the moment. That's right and really keen to see as well as the year progresses the new information that might come out around the skills and demand visa you know, because that's obviously another important issue for us. You know, the higher ed system as a regional destination, the post-study work rights are advantageous for us with yep. the additional year, etc. But the post-study work for the vet sector, I think it's very complex. So, you know, you talk to the providers, you talk to the students, you talk to employers, and it's so difficult to navigate so, you know, really what we all want is for the skills we have in demand to be filled by genuine students. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, for them, and for them to have the right education. But but it's so complex at the moment, so we're really keen to be able to see some very clear guidelines that problem solve that, you know, for all Australians as well as our students wanting to study here. Lovely. Could not have said it better myself. And yes, I do think particularly, so you've got, you're absolutely right, that skills in demand visa, getting that right is going to be very important for higher education and for parts of the vet sector. I think my expectation would be that some vet providers and some qualifications will hopefully lead through to a a skills and demand, you know, post-study visa. But there will be some vet providers offering some great education whose courses may not be dealt with through that skills in demand visa. And, And I think it's going to be potentially challenging for some of those vet providers. So again, consultation and clarity and, and, progressing with the good intent in the migration strategy to really land this in a way that's beneficial and taking the Gold Coast to your employers, to the local students and to the international students. You're a perfect case study with the regional focus, the small business. These are the challenges for government to try and get these new policy and visa settings right. So I hope they've got you on speed dial, Janine, and they definitely should be with all the the very good work that you're doing. Thank you very much for talking to me. It's been a pleasure. I'm sure people will find it really fascinating, the, the great work that you're doing and can't wait to see more of it and how experienced Gold Coast continues to grow and do great things. So much, Claire. I've really enjoyed the chat. It's been lovely. Thanks, Janine. Thanks. 